0: Welcome to the T-Hud
1: Podcast. I'm Leland. I'm Moby. And I'm Marty, for the second time. No,
0: hush! Do not pay attention to the man behind the curtain. This is the first time we've tried to record this.
2: Yes, we did not have a very awkward, very technically poor start a few minutes ago. Well,
0: anywho, today we have another bonus episode for you, listener. A bonus It, where we talk about It, the latest iteration of It.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's going to be an interesting talk because we kind of fall all fall along the spectrum here. Well, maybe we'll just let everybody say where they stand, but we've kind of got someone very supportive, someone kind of in the middle who enjoyed it, and we've got someone who somehow has developing negative feelings
1: towards it. So, well, can you guess who, listener? <laughs> Well, huh. I'll start, because I actually really liked the film. Uh, I'll just start with a few things I really liked about it. I loved the cast. I loved, uh, especially uh, Pennywise, played by Bill Skarsgård. Thought he did a great job. Really just liked how it adapted the feel of a Stephen King novel. have a few feelings negatively about it, but we'll get to that later. But, Moby, what did you think? Yeah, I'm the guy in the middle. And what I mean by that is, is look, I really liked the movie. It
2: was great for a once through I am probably not going to buy that film, almost for sure. I'm probably only going to watch it once more, which is before Chapter 2. Uh, but it was fun. Um, it was well made. I think it was well directed. I think the cast was great. I think Bill Skarsgård was awesome, which I want to dig to into later. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a good horror movie. But in my mind, for myself personally, I wouldn't exactly call it a classic. Yeah,
1: I'd say it was a lot more fun than I expected it to be.
0: Anyway. uh yeah, I agree with that I, I I liked it um but I will be the voice of negativity as I usually am on this podcast. I mean mainly to play devil's advocate but there I I the more I thought about it the, the longer it's been since I've seen it the less and less I am enjoying it and those those moments where I was like, oh that was cool like I they're not hitting home as much as I thought they did at the time
2: well. I guess let's uh, let's maybe dive into uh, you know what we liked about the movie. I know we kind of just gave a an overview there, uh, but let's let's dive in a little bit uh, deeper there, uh, Marty. If you had to put one favorite part of it, what would that be?
1: Part or aspect? Oh, I guess aspect is what I'm getting at. I would say just the casting. I think they nailed the casting for the kids and for. Uh pennywise the dancing clown especially um uh, yeah the kids the camaraderie between the kids i know they did apparently like a bunch of acting courses with them together like team building exercises and that really showed in the film they seemed like friends legitimately and they did a great job there that's what stands out for me
2: yeah my end i'm i'm gonna go straight to the villain bill skarsgård he was my favorite what I really like is that even though in the movie he's portrayed as a, a clown, that is the aspect that he shows, and I have not read the book. I actually didn't know the backstory, but I asked Leland afterwards, I said, is he supposed to be a supernatural force of nature? And Leland said, yeah, that's the story. And I said, well, that's exactly how Bill Skarsgård's version of the clown came off. To me, and I had seen the miniseries with Tim Curry, Tim Curry did not come off as anything more than just a a creepy, uh, you know, modern day clown. Whereas Pennywise actually felt like the supernatural demon masquerading as a clown. And I would not put the film in my top favorite 50 movies. I I don't think it would be anywhere. I don't even know if it's in my top 100. But Pennywise, Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise, would be in my top 50 villains of all time in film. Uh, maybe top twenty five. I didn't think much deeper.
0: Hmm. Yeah, in regards to uh, the comparison between Curry and Scarsgard, it's it it reminds me very much of the comparison of Jack Nicholson's Joker to Heath
1: Ledger's Joker. Yes, like yeah, that. The,
0: that is the exact same departure that the two characters have kind of taken from each other. I think. And yeah, I, I thought Scarsgard is great as it. You guys may disagree but I think he had the perfect amount of screen time. <laughs> like, like I think I had there was plenty of him cuz cuz he's not the point of it is to scare the kids. And I think the 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 amount of screen time that they give Skarsgård as the clown is specifically and entirely for the audience not for the narrative of the movie.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, coming out of the film myself, I actually thought there was a fine amount of Pennywise screen time, but I really, really liked him. And my brother, who actually hated the film for whatever reason, one of his big things was he said, well, there wasn't enough Pennywise, he needed to talk more, he needed to do more of this and that. And I think that kind of pushed me in that direction a little bit too far than was necessary because I go, yeah, yeah, I like the character. I would have liked to see more of him, you know, same as we barely got to see Darth Vader in Rogue One. You know, I wanted more Vader. I gotta have more cowbell.
1: You know, I got a fever. The only prescription is more Pennywise. Well, I think Uh, wanting more is a good thing. Yeah. Leaving the theater feeling like there was too much Pennywise would have been a really bad thing. Yeah, that's that's a fair point.
0: Yeah, but you can you you dip in the negative negativity on either side of that spectrum.
1: True, but I I mean I don't think we got too little of
0: Pennywise. Yeah, no, I I think they hit it just fine. just
2: fine. Are we all agreeing that Pennywise was essentially perfect, or were there any parts of his performance or look that we saw as a
1: a negative? I don't think there's anything wrong with his performance as Pennywise. I think that maybe the way they portrayed the character itself in the film a little bit, just based on the source material. In the source material, he's a little bit, he's really supernatural, right? And they shied away from maybe some of those aspects and some of the transformations, I thought. I maybe would have liked to see him be a little more monstrous at times. But you could tell by the CGI that the budget wasn't really there for too much of that uh, transformation. Yeah,
0: they're paying Wolfhart's salary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. in my case, you know, I liked how he was portrayed
2: as a Victorian era clown. And you saw, you know, in the archives at the library, uh, you know, pictures of him from that era. Uh, however, it's not realistic for young children in the 1980s to recognize that kind of uh, clown's sort of costume. And I don't know. Like, I don't want to say it's a negative, and it, it might have even been intentional to make him more creepy and more scary than a modern-day clown, you know, as Tim Curry's version of the clown was portrayed. But that was one part that I, I just questioned. That's probably the best way of putting it. I just question that decision and uh, how realistic it was for the kids to, to to even grasp that that was kind of a
1: normal clown. Well, I don't think they were grasping that it was a normal clown. Almost immediately, they said, that is not a clown. That is something yeah. much different. And, and, I th- and if you
0: kind of uh, a lot of the kids interaction with Pennywise, the clown was after it Portrayed itself as their fear. Yeah. That, right, was it?
2: That's true. All of that's true, except for the case of Georgie, who seemed to trust the clown after. Yeah, he's two like minutes. a
0: stupid little kid. Okay, he wasn't about to jump in the sewer with it. It had to grab him.
2: Okay, but if you remember, the Pennywise offers the yeah. boat and then takes the boat back, forcing him to kind of reach deeper and deeper. Is that realistic that a kid would do that?
0: How how do you know? I'm not a fucking four-year-old kid chasing my boat that my beloved older brother just built me.
1: Okay. Well, Pennywise does manipulate... But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying.
0: The clown isn't... I
1: don't know. In that particular scene, though, Pennywise does manipulate the sounds and smells coming from the sewers, so Georgie is steering the circus and smelling popcorn, Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then he's reaching in because he thinks, oh, okay. Sure, he he
0: finds that Georgie likes the circus and tries to make him feel at ease Using his powers to, mm-hmm. to warp reality.
1: Hmm. I like how they actually just showed him like eating his arm.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was yeah. the best part of the movie. I didn't actually get to see my favorite part of the movie. You guys just glossed
1: over that. Yeah, sorry. What's your favorite?
0: Well, yeah, it, I, <laughs> it was the child mutilation. Yes, I of mean, <laughs> and, and one the, and my biggest criticism of it, uh, it needed more child child deaths. It needed more killing, killing.
1: I think the film in general needed a bit more teeth.
0: To yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. That's yeah, because like in the book, like the the bully posse get like all the, that entire posse gets torn to shreds, pretty much.
1: Yeah, um, and they also show lots of like kind of flash sideways of like the different characters getting, away totally yeah. other characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. Well, actually, my 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 the coolest thing for me of that movie was how how twisted the entire town was. Yeah, and and how you're kind of left with. Well, it's like a chicken or the egg kind of thing. Is the town twisted because of Pennywise's influence over these decades? Or was Pennywise drawn to this twisted town because mm-hmm. he knew he could feed pretty easily there? Yeah, that's a great I, point. Yeah, right? yeah I, I think that was my – I came away with that and I was like, I like that, – that was a cool part.
1: I, I feel like in the novel it feels more like – Pennywise is just there, and he corrupts it yeah. down. But definitely in the movie, the film, they did a good job of making you kind of guess that. It was a little because ambiguous. Because almost yeah, yeah. every adult in that film has some sort of awkward or... Oh, they're all... Rage. Yeah,
0: they're, they're all terrible. They're just... because And you see, like... Well, you, you see Pennywise influence on them is they are brought up the way these kids are being brought up, obviously. And now these kids are able to break that cycle of abuse or, or violence or neglect or whatever you can apply it to their individual cases of the children because they're together and they found this friendship and stuff. I guess, like, right? Yeah. Is that what they're like? That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, but, but again, you see, you see, like the adults. Okay, well, I mean, Henry Bauer's dad, well, he must have had an asshole of father too, probably, right? Like, and you, you see through the generations Pennywise's influence, even when he's a, in, not there, mm-hmm. right? It's just, yeah, I don't know. He, so I think. If you, if you take a step back and you look at it a little more broadly, then yeah, Pennywise is made a little more supernatural, I think. Mm-hmm. In that way, right? He's just like he's ever-present. He's almost omniscient in this town. Just His, his influence is always felt. It, it's I almost
1: think. like he's playing the puppet master even when he's sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I really liked how all of the kids either had a,
2: a major flaw or vulnerability. You know, something made them... Uh, vulnerable and kind of really drew you into their stories there, you know, whether it was a lack of confidence or stuttering, sickness, you know, abuse, whatever it was. And, you know, they actually did a really good job with some very adult themes there, you know, particularly with Beverly's, you know, heavily implied incest with her dad. Yeah. Without actually explicitly showing anything, I felt dirty. I felt gross with those scenes, yeah. even how he held her hand. It was well handled. It was It was, well it, was
0: it was portrayed as you know properly, I think, without yeah. crossing the line, right? They, I think this entire movie kind of does a good good uh job of straddling that line between too much and too little. I
1: think that's why it's been successful with a mainstream audience as well. Yeah. Even though like someone like us might be okay with seeing a little more violence towards kids in the film yeah. to, to bring a straws into the narrative a bit more that's a lot to throw on an audience because anything with kids is still very taboo and violence or the sexual stuff and Be- Beverly does a great, the actress does a great job uh, portraying that. She seems like a shell-shocked victim right from the beginning. As soon as her dad Ooh, just talks to her. Yeah, I mean, oh totally. I she mean, mean, even as down. soon
0: as she steps foot inside her own home. Yeah, she's you know, different.
2: She's, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was really good. You know, what I liked about the kids too is that, you know, Finn Wolfhard uh, was, he's a Fairly. Uh, Is it hard or hard. It's hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's a very notable child actor for his starring role in Stranger Things and all these kids, at least to me, were newcomers. I looked some of them up on IMDb and there's not a lot for them. I mean, they're they're kids. They haven't done much, but I felt like they all overall really held their own to to Finn in their their acting chops. So, uh, what do you guys? Did any of the kids stand out as
1: a good actor to you, or did any of them... Yeah, so sometimes maybe some of the lines seemed a bit ham-fisted because you could tell. You know, the kid actors being fed some pretty adult lines, right, with some vul- vulgarity and such. Um, I thought Finn probably nailed, nailed it the most. Well, he's also the mouthiest character. He did a good job for the most part.
0: And I think they cast him well. Like, I think for him to be in... Uh, what's Georgie's brother's name? Bill? Bill. If, if he yeah. wasn't Bill, that would have overshadowed everybody else. For sure. But I think he... he and being uh, Richie Tozier, he's the perfect... I thought about it as well. Yeah, yeah, he's slotted into the perfect of those seven kids to be... Because, I mean, he, he is the mouthy, sarcastic, annoying little shit. And he, he, he isn't the one to be heroic or rise to the occasion, right? He's like... So yeah, I think he's well cast.
1: Yeah, you know what they did really well was throwing a lot of little nods to the novel. Um, yeah, they, there's yeah. There's a ton like little um,
0: Lego turtle that,
1: all the turtle stuff. They see a turtle in the yeah. water when they're at the park, and they see the big uh, Paul Bunyan statue. In the novels, the Paul Bunyan statue comes to life and tries to kill Richie. that's That's how he sees it and of course you know they just show it and you're kind of waiting because he had never seen it at that point right yeah so that was pretty cool there was also um, just like the dead lights inside of yeah yeah. as he hypnotized Bev at the end yeah there was uh, a beep beep Richie which is not really like relevant I guess that's from like some like old like TV show or something they would always say that to Richie in the 50s version of the novel right but uh, it does say it to him and that's a big line from the book it's a lot of stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's interesting. Um, for me, the, the big standout as, you know, the best actor of that group in my mind was, uh, you know, the fat kid Ben, um, and the actor's name is Jeremy Ray Taylor. I was an amateur actor myself, and one of the hardest things to do is very subtle inflections, and he was really doing that with his voice, and I started to take notice of it, again, as someone, you know, used to acting myself. And I went, wow, I mean, that kid has chops uh, way, way beyond his years. One little criticism I do have is that uh, the Jewish kid, his name was Stanley. I felt he was underused uh, compared to the other kids. And particularly, I know this, I know this, I found this out a couple days ago. There was a big scene with his bar mitzvah that the director was told to cut. And he desperately didn't want to cut it, but they the studio said, "No, come on, two hours and fifteen minutes for this movie already. It's long enough. So it's going to be in the extended cut." And he said, "It's an epic scene where like Stanley nails his bar mitzvah and you know shows up his dad and everything like that." Um, and, wow. and I would have liked a little bit, but more I of don't Stanley.
0: give a shit about that. Yeah, why does anybody give a shit about that? Because that has nothing to do with the fears that he experienced. Right, it, it has everything to do
1: with no it his fear. it doesn't. Confidence uh, building he's, uh, but, from finding his friendship,
0: yeah. But he's not, he's not, he's not scared of being a pussy.
1: Uh, I think he, I he, did, he, he, no. he has trouble, in the beginning about. of the film reciting the bar mitzvah. So, because he cares,
0: okay, you, you don't, don't care. So then, why okay, so then what then when we what was portrayed as scaring him before they see the clown. Then what does that have to do? What does that painting of this warped woman thing have to do with like yeah. this is what they're showing the audience of what he is scared of. This is so? the visit. it doesn't matter. This you're you're thinking about a layman audience here. Okay, you think you wanna you, you think the average moviegoer wants to sit for an extra fifteen minutes to so see him
2: that, nail some lines? That scene wasn't fifteen minutes. That was just a, a couple minutes. What I wanted to see was the same amount of character development. No. Unnecessary. I disagree. That, unnecessary. No, I disagree. Let me finish here, Leland. Be- I will not unnecessary. Okay, <laughs> you have to let me finish. I don't here. have to this let you bullshit. do anything. I'm
0: muting your mic. I'm cutting the, the recording. stop right here? No,
2: no, because we got character development with the other kids on the side, and I wanted Stanley to have that two or three minutes okay. to show that he's sure. becoming a. So now,
0: assuming servant. that goes into the movie at the time where you see the quick clip of him, right? Assuming it's in the same chain sure. of events. Before the finale of them going into the sewers and them all nutting up, Stan is still a little weenie. Seeing him after that great character development, I don't see the effect of that character development
1: then. Yeah, you've got a good point there. Because Stan is, and without jumping into too many spoilers at this point... Well, we're going to do it. Okay, so um, Stan is deliberately portrayed as a... Most the weak that, link, like he's the one. weakest one. There's yes. a deliberate point to that. So yeah. to give him too much confidence would take away from that, I, I think. So that, that makes sense, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see it a little bit there, because I forgot
2: at the end that he was kind of more of a chicken. But Well, uh, and,
0: and he is specifically s- singled out, right? It could have pulled any... It Well, okay, stupidly, it could have teleported any one of them, right? Like, it specifically goes after the weak link. Right. So again, I, I just... Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I did just sh- sh- jump down your throat there. I'm Sure, it would have been a great scene for this kid's redemption with his asshole of a father or overbearing father or whatever, but right. I don't know. Right. How does it play into to further that character if you don't see the result of it?
1: Clearly, they tested it in an audience full of Leland's <laughs> and everyone raged. <rich. laughs> so. I don't want to see burnt mitzvahs. Okay, well, I'm sorry.
0: The, my theme of this episode is going to be unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, well, you know, that might be an okay segue because one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about, too, was uh, the dream sequences. Uh, what was your favorite dream sequence? And I I have a sneaking suspicion we all know the least favorite dream sequence. But,
0: dream sequence?
2: Well, scare sequence, whatever oh, you want to call okay. it. Okay, that's, that's
0: reality, you. buddy. That's, those shit, that shit's actually yeah, That shit happened. actually happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, that's, that's another criticism I have for this movie is that a lot of the kids' fears just... Did not land again. Like okay, Stan's fear. Like it was like okay, that's cool. The leper was like, well, it was great effects and it was gross because those are practical effects. um It looked cool, but I'm like, uh, what what is this doing for me? Yeah, I don't like, know. The leper
1: is much cooler in the books. Like leper is like trying to get him to like suck his dick. And- yeah, it's Ooh, like it's, it's like very again vulgar. they shy
0: away from more yeah. like sexuality of these of these kids. Yeah, as, as opposed to him just like in the movie is just like you know. Harking on him for his medication and all that shit or yeah. whatever. I don't know. That sounds that's like they didn't let the coolest one. I was about to ask. I was <laughs> the about best to one, see The best one was, was Mike's. Yeah. When he sees the burned hands of his parents clawing out the door, out of the trying to get out of this butcher shop door. That was <laughs>
1: like, good. That the was silent one. hillish. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was and great. And Bill's were cool, too. Like, of course, it was going to revolve around Georgia. Yeah. 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 And that basement. That was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, definitely the leper
2: was my least favorite. I felt that the leper came off like an evil, dead, uh, deadite that got onto the wrong set somehow. <laughs> like, oh, hey, the leper's here, you know? He's got a plastic face and he's shuffling with his broken shoe and, you know, let's, let's fill it. Oh, he
0: had an elephant foot. He had, no uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Mike's was cool and I really, actually, Ben's was, I think, the best. Yeah. And the Benzel scene in the library with the the a <laughs> little headless boy. burn boy or was he burned? I don't know. The headless. Exploded. He was. Exploded, yeah. yeah. he just slowly stepping down the stairs and then finally his, his non-existent head comes in a frame. That was good. That was yeah, good. That
2: was, yeah. That was That was good. We kind of chuckled, Leland, because we saw it together, and we we kind of knew that was what was coming down street. Oh
0: stage. yeah, totally. Of course, you you yeah,
1: which was which was pretty awesome. Yeah. One scene I really liked was um, all the scenes where uh, it or Pennywise was inside the television. Like, yeah those are the best and, and the one i didn't really clue in the one he, he's on the tv and beb's dad's sleeping and yeah almost the like very he's like first subconsciously one subconsciously like feeding him yeah. while he's sleeping you
0: don't uh you don't even see him on screen or the television it it's shows here. it shows the woman yeah it shows yeah. the woman with the kids i don't think you hear him oh no you're You right. just hear the woman she's talking about clowns yeah, and, yeah 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 but it's just like totally background noise which again i think plays into it's Influence on the entirety of the town. It's all bad. This background buzz that, like, you just nigh perceptible. Totally.
2: Yeah.
1: But almost like the adults can't
2: perceive it. Yeah, the yeah, totally. Can. Totally. Now, Leland, I know you also had some criticisms of the bully. Um, and di- didn't you um, not like yeah. how, his, how he killed his dad and whatnot? I thought we discussed that.
0: Uh, did we discuss that? I, I think, um, well, maybe we did, but looking back. Having more time to reflect, uh, I, I believe I think he was uh, ne- very necessary. Okay, as the character that he portrayed, I'm blanking on why right now, <laughs> but I knew I came to the conclusion that he was necessary. Well, they, they did a good. Oh, job. I know. Okay. Sorry, sorry, to interrupt. He is necessary because this was the point. I I viewed it as the point of it kind of being it, it, this was its oh shit moment. Mm. So instead of he, he's he's kind of realizing that he can't take on these kids directly. So he's using, he's employing other pawns from the town to try to do his work for him to weaken them. Yes. So I think, I think that's what I saw. I, and again, that was, that was, you know, it's, it's, it's influence, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. He had been, it had been hurt for the first time in its you know, almost uh, immeasurable existence. Yeah. Totally taken damage. Yeah. Well, in, I think they did a, a good job
2: of character development, but not too much in why, you know, Henry's a bully, you know, and that they yeah. show how his yeah. dad basically has some sort of unattainable goal for him to be a manly man boy. And I mean, when his dad starts shooting at his feet, you oh, know, yeah. like, what an asshole, like no wonder this kid. Totally, has totally. It.
0: And and it's also you, you see just in that scene how easy it is. Is will be and was for it to break him. Yeah, because you see, as soon as his dad again, like Beverly, like as soon as they're in that presence of each other, Henry crum- just crumbles. Right, he just crumbles under the eye of his father, and and then he and he's literally like the le- the last half of that scene is him like broken, like holding back from having a breakdown in front of his buddies or whatever. Right, like so, I think that was again they don't they the. Uh, They don't get much screen time, but I think that screen time is used very well.
1: Yeah, they made the right choice with which parents they picked for screen time, I think. You know, having Eddie's overbearing mother was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, but her fat
0: suit was pretty fucking bad, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's just... You're right about the oppressive
2: nature of the town. It just seems like almost everybody in that town is, is negative or does something wrong. You know, even the girl... Who she's only in that one scene at the drugstore that oh, yeah. signs the cast, signs really bitchy, or the incredibly creepy pharmacist, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you call know, her? Like, like, like a princess or something? Yeah, but I mean, he
0: he really did look like Superman. He does look like he looked like uh, Reeves. Right old, yeah. <laughs> kind yeah, kind of right. <laughs> really guy, so. And I um I thought that was cool because. Again, that was like part of the update from the '50s setting to the '80s setting too. I think like that, and it helped to have a lot of those comedic moments with references for that. Totally, which I think was yeah. the main drive to break any tension, aside from uh, Richie, I guess.
2: Well, we said we dive into the the setting. So, did it offend?
1: either of you guys how the setting was put in the 80s? or Oh, not you... at all. No. It made complete sense. Right now, 80s is a big thing to do anyways, and honestly, having the 50s setting would be very unrelatable. 80, but 80s are relatable still for most people. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Marty. Uh, you know, I'm an 80s file. I
2: love the 80s, but I... I think what you said, relatable. I think that's that hits the nail on the head of why it's important. A lot of people seeing it grew up in the 80s or at least know of 80s culture. 50s culture, to my knowledge, isn't exactly in vogue right now. So <laughs> Yeah, right. not a lot of people that see the movie are younger generation. <laughs> well, and think. you
0: know, so the time they do, uh, it makes sense, of course, now, because even when you think of the timing of the release of the book. Mm. So he does that because the kids are set in the 50s, and then by the time you get to the parents, it's present time right uh, Right, when they're grown-ups at 27 years later right so right so yeah that makes entire sense like why wouldn't they do that
2: well and it's it's interesting how they used kind of that 30 year time frame like look i know it's in the book okay but look at back to the future that was the 80s but they did the 50s and i think maybe there's a a kind of relatable thing where if you give it 30 years or two generations it, it just works for movies you know yeah i don't know i just i just wanted to throw that out there
1: well, you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Any other negatives that that you can think of? Well, I'll start since mine aren't that negative, I okay. guess. Um, I, I mean, you know, my main one, honestly, is it probably just wasn't violent enough Yeah. for a film. I was expecting it to be a lot scarier, a lot more violent. I, I wasn't really scared by the film, but maybe film yeah. is just not a really scary medium to me anymore. Uh, after playing Resident Evil 7, where I actually found <laughs> it pretty legitimately terrifying at points. Um, or at least very tense. I didn't feel this film was super tense. Part of that's knowing what was going to happen, I think, knowing who was safe and who wasn't. That's and, true. And that takes away from but it. But
0: you know, right? I'm try and I try-, I try to, that's a great point. I try to look at it though, not knowing the source material, and I try to like block it. And I'm like, can I adequately assess whether or not a viewer just coming into this franchise for the first time would be able to right off the bat know, well, none of the seven of these kids are going to die. With no knowledge of a, of a planned sequel or any of the source material, I think it's pretty obvious the group is not going to die. The kids right. aren't in in any mortal peril, really, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, meta plot goes, right? Yeah, like,
2: yeah I had a, one kind of negative, and it was more, I guess I would put it as awkward. I mean, I, I have not read the book, and it I hadn't seen the miniseries since I was a kid. It felt to me that the first battle with Pennywise in the house where they stab him through the head with the poker, that to me felt like the climax, and it wasn't. They then regrouped and went back into the well later. And, I mean, I guess this is very personal, but to me that felt like the climax. It felt like the natural end of the film, but it wasn't. And mentally I just kind of didn't really get back into it after that. It just... Traditional story-wise, for me, it felt awkward having a second larger climax.
1: Yeah, that's a scene in the book that plays out a bit differently. Because in the book, um, he very distinctly transforms into a werewolf several times. And they fight him as a werewolf in the house. Mm -hmm. And they actually go into the house with silver bullets. Oh, wow. And Well, two silver bullets. They miss with one and they hit him with one. And then they kind of fake him out, pretending they have more. And he runs away. Uh, terrified essentially and then they realize that he because he
0: because he is hurt because he realizes they can hurt him yeah,
1: yeah because they're playing with his rules like they're shooting a werewolf yeah scene, right totally. with silver bullets yeah. right it's pretty cool so i'd really i think that would have been neat to yeah. have in the you know the maybe the distinction of the fact that even what he shows is real to that like it's real but it's not but it's like almost like yeah. a set of rules that they have to play by
0: it's like a it's like a pseudo reality, but it's yeah. still grounded in some type of rules. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they just because they they felt that they needed more screen time for Pennywise, so because yeah. that is that is the biggest chunk of screen time Pennywise. That's a huge yeah, you actually amount of
1: it. See his hand transform into a claw. Yeah, that's, I mean, cool. That was a nod that's cool. That's cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's right. Part of me wonders if that was budgetary, to be quite honest, because I think they would have had to go CGI with yeah. that, and that's expensive
1: to do well. That's true. I think it's both. I think wanting to have Skarsgord obviously being the portraying actor and not have him distinctly CGI and also legendary. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's the problem when you have like shape shifting things, yeah. right? Like it's even even with masks, heroes, there's always a, a thing between having screen time of the actor's face and then them in their costume.
1: Like except I know for, we're. Separate judge dread.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. But, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to uh, Spider-Man 2. That entire movie, Tobey Maguire does not have a fucking mask on in that whole movie. His mask is always off in that movie. How does nobody know who the fuck Spider-Man is by the end of that goddamn movie? And I know that was a tangent, but it proves the point that no, there's you're, you're there's right. always like, a decision like by the studio. Hundreds of people
1: see him on that subway. Yeah!
0: <laughs> Uh, anyway, but they're, but they're just like it plays to a uh, studio decision, right? And then that yeah. that play then plays into an effect on the audience, good or bad. It was cool him like twisting out of the fridge and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, that was really cool. I mean, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, it was a good. It's a good scene. I like when he transforms from uh, Georgie into it in that last little bit of the film when uh, yeah, when Bill yes, kills that's
0: really good. Yeah. yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah, they did a good job in that <laughs> final fight there, where they just started
2: beating the shit out of him. I mean, he doesn't all. He doesn't become scared. Meaning it. It doesn't become scared all at once. It's a gradual thing. Blow by blow, you see him starting to recoil sure. a little. And it's like and I,
0: I, it. I like I. I think of it as like a, a tug of war, right? As you see each one of the kids step coming forward and forward, and then Penny, they're getting raised up and up, and Pennywise is down, down, down. Kind
1: of. Absolutely, yeah. that's exactly what it felt like when I was watching. Feels yeah. you know, like he knows his time's up too. It's almost like they. Both partly defeat it, but it's almost like a time limit draw. It's like okay, yeah, time to no, go no, to absolutely. sleep.
2: It's like when you summon uh, Knights of the Round in Final Fantasy VII on someone. Like, you know, each comes in, takes a blow on it, and does lots of damage. And you know, at-, at least
1: treats. this was a little more exciting. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> wait ten minutes. Well,
0: and so you know what? Even that, I've heard some criticism on that where they just oh, they beat him because they beat the shit out.
1: But uh, I think it was by not being afraid of him.
0: No, exactly right. So, right. so the way they defeat him was really abstracted, mm-hmm. but what's portrayed is them physically beating him. Mm-hmm. Whereas in you, you know, you, you, they're shying away from all of the extra macroverse giant turtle talking to Bill mind melding fight thing, right? So that was smart. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. So they have they. How else will they do it? The kids will have to physically harm him. Yeah. But I, but yeah, their, their courage really is the weapon that they're using. For sure. Yeah. They're breaking its hold on them and, in part, on the town.
1: And, in part, they're breaking its hold on them by defeating their own personal demons. Yeah. Which, I suppose, could harken back to your argument about Stanley. But knowing that Stanley That's true. does That's true. have issues moving forward, we know that he breaks it the least. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's actually shown in that last scene when uh, they have the circle and the circle breaks apart in a deliberate order Mm -hmm. and there is a deliberate, it is intended how that circle breaks apart, which is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I noticed that too.
2: I guess that's a good segue into talking about the future of the franchise, which
1: at this point is probably just one movie. It should. If they make two, I'll kill somebody. Ooh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> Sorry, bad. that's
0: that's, the that's ep- offensive. That's the epitome of unnecessary. Oh.
2: <laughs> Even I would agree with that, you know. Thoughts? Marty, where are they heading with this thing?
1: Okay, so I I like that they're going to make a part two. I think that taking the adult characters and having them... Assuming they do what's in the novel, where they develop sort of an amnesia as they... As It's gone, and it because It isn't really remembered by the other membered people of the town as they become adults, and that affects the kids as well. As they get further away from their victory, they start forgetting their bonds and their uh, memories of It, and they go on to lead very successful lives, but very separate from each other. They almost forget about each other entirely. Yeah, totally. But as It reappears and people start dying in the in the novel at least mike stays mike behind stays behind him yeah. Yeah, mike just
0: stays behind as the librarian which is kind of the role that Ben filled in the yeah. in this movie a little yeah. bit as yeah. the, the historian
1: although uh, mike did bring some uh, information from his sort of psychopathic uh, sheep killing grandfather. Um That's so- true.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that lands more to historic historical events.
1: Guess, yeah. That's true. So <laughs> in the novels then Mike does stay behind and he starts con- he contacts them all as the murders start happening and he starts remembering little tidbits and as they're reminded of their their promise they start remembering as well. And that's what the novel's about is them remembering. And in the novel, it flashes back to them as children. And that's how they kind of remember things going on. So the only thing I'm worried about is how are they going to flash back since we've seen everything? Yeah. Why? Although you can feel there's a lot. It's not like they showed us every single moment of their life. I imagine they're going to flash back to their bonding and what made them the losers to begin with. But Leland does bring up a good point. Why is it necessary? And I'll let Leland argue his.
0: <laughs> yeah, I this chapter two is unnecessary. I think they did a pretty good job of making the first movie stand on its own. I really think that it's, it's fine. And again, if you went in not knowing the source material. Like when we were leaving the theater, Moby, I heard there was a, a few groans at the little post uh, credit chapter one thing, implying there will be more chapters. Yeah, I
2: do recall.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I, I do think it's unnecessary. I will, I do want to see it. I will go and watch it. And, but I do not think it's going to be anywhere near as good as the first part. Uh, One, because, well, you already off the bat lose the shock value of seeing Skarsgård for the first time as Pennywise. And I think there's going to be a really huge disconnect between your feelings for the the kids now being recast as adults, I, I really think that's, re- that's good, I think you're gonna lose something. Even with the flashbacks, I think that's gonna make it very disjointed. Okay. I don't I don't know if the flashbacks are a really good way to go. I don't I think you I would just shy right away from them. Yeah,
2: personally. there's a few problems with the flashbacks. Uh, what I read, which was right from the director's mouth, but it was secondhand through Latino Review Media. Is that the flashbacks are going to be quote extensive, so they're not going to be a small part of the film. So Whoa. again, necessary probably Whoa. not. So then, what are
0: why we're talking okay. like half? So okay, so then does that mean they're going to they're going to again lean more heavily on the kid cast, and then yeah,
2: hmm. yeah, I think so, and. There's a few other problems. Okay. So to catch these kids while they're still kids, because they're right at that stage where they're going to start growing and voices break and whatnot, they're going to have to rush this thing into production pretty quick here. That's usually a negative in the movie world. Sure. The second thing, and this affects what Leland said about, you know, you're not going to have this kind of nostalgia for the kids. Most of these kids, with the exception of Finn Wolfhart, like we mentioned, are mostly unknowns. We only know them as those kids. What is speculated for the adults is they go in the opposite direction and they get like major A-list stars. Like Jessica Chastain or Amy Adams for Beverly were two names that I've seen on multiple sites. Chris Pratt for Ben, because (laughs) Ben slimmed down like Chris Pratt did. Um, They were all really famous actors.
0: This is no longer, chapter two is no longer a horror movie.
1: That's the problem.
0: It's lose seriously, losing its horror feel. And and chapter one did uh, didn't feel horror at all. I mean, I wasn't expecting to be scared. And I know those movies don't have the same effect on uh, me or us or a lot of people that they used to when we were younger, obviously. But I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared for a single second in that movie. You were. I mean, Pennywise is like, yeah, okay, he's creepy. He's but like you're not even like. I don't know. I, yeah. Just, they're really, that's going to kill the horror feeling. How are they going to keep that?
1: Yeah, I didn't feel scared either. Even in the, the Georgie Denbro scene, because maybe knowing what was going to happen to Georgie. I know my wife was like, oh my God, his arm, right? It was very scary. <laughs> and I think at that point she was like, what have I gotten into? But then she ended up loving it. It's because, uh, like, that first scene is so awful. and it, But if you know what's coming, you're almost, like, excited that they stuck to the novel so well. You're like, yeah. yay, yeah. it's... Terrible, and you <laughs> know,
0: I maybe I think that single scene is what really put the nail in the coffin for me for this movie because it started at such a high point for me. I laughed my ass out of that scene in the theater.
2: We and, both did, literally. and
0: then and then the violence. There's no more violence in in the in the movie. So I I guess I was I was expecting there to be. And I wanted to see it. I wanted to laugh at it, as bad as that sounds. I wanted to laugh at the
2: child mutilation. And it didn't happen. Yeah, it was weird because in a sense they went, I mean, it's, it's an R-rated film. So they kind of went hard R in the fact there's a lot of sexual language, especially yeah. from Finn's character. But, I mean, once you hit that stage of being R-rated, I'm thinking like, go for it, for the violence, right? We all are. But they didn't. I think after that initial scene, they held back to PG-13 violence and just went with crude language. And you're kind of going, okay. Like, you had a license to kill here, like James Bond. uh, You had a license to thrill. And and you didn't
1: after that initial scene. So, yeah. One thing I do think the second film offers the opportunity for is that because they're adults... You can show a lot more violence without offending as many people and really go for it, and especially with a bit of a higher budget. That's true. The studio behind him, you know, the director can just step in and go, okay, I want to make this, you know, the, the vision I had for it, which is, I'm sure he wants to make it pretty rough. So I, that's something I think the second. But
0: violence goes. enacted upon whom, though? It's going to suffer the same thing. You know, well, you know the main cast is pretty generally safe. you got like 60 to 70% of that main cast is going to make it.
1: Some of them are toast, though. And, sure. Uh, and some of their loved ones are toast. And some of the other people in the town, the adults that get involved.
0: Okay, good. As long as that's fine. I'm all for it. As long as they do it.
1: And maybe they'll be showing more flashbacks to it and uh, different things it did over the years. That would yeah, be pretty maybe. cool. Yeah, 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 I like that idea.
0: That would give more screen time to Pennywise.
1: Well, any other points on future? Are we about ready to wrap this up here, boys?
0: I think I've uh, bitched as much as I needed to.
1: All right. Well, in a tradition that makes Leland very unhappy, let's uh, give our ratings for this film. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, we'll give it a score. Give it a score out of 10. I'll go with a 8.5 out of 10. 6.5. I'm going with uh, 8 red
2: clown noses out of 10.
0: Wow, wow. I'm surprised you guys were quite that high. I didn't think I was going to breach eight for you guys. Because I'm just thinking, I'm comparing it to the only other review we've really done is Spider-Man Homecoming, and I like Spider-Man Homecoming more than I like this. So, that's where I'm judging that review.
1: You know, the thing that loses it a bit of points for me, and I, th- I would have honestly rated it probably a nine, because I really like it. Wow, wow, wow. The thing that loses it, though, is I expected it to be like a nine and a half. I expected a lot. Sure, the sure. trailers really it didn't sold live it up. for me.
0: It didn't live up to the hype. My
1: hype was too high.
0: Yeah. Maybe mine was was way too high. I don't know. I, I just don't want to give it higher than a seven, for sure. I Six and a half, man. Six and a half for me. 7.25. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know, on the
2: contrary, I didn't have really any expectations for it, and so that 8 instead reflects being pleasantly surprised. I was more oh, okay. kind of just expecting along the lines of the mini series, you know, eh, meh, average, okay. But no, I mean, I came out, I said I don't want to buy it, and I probably will only watch it one more time, but I, I found it entertaining. I found it good use of two, in, 2 hours and 15 minutes of my time on a Saturday.
1: I guess we recommend it. We recommend
0: it. Yeah, it definitely goes in. I hope you've already seen it if you're
1: listening to this. Yeah, you probably I mean, should if have already you, seen
0: it. <laughs> yeah, we... And you should know by now. We spoil everything. We spoil life. Oh, inside. we didn't talk about Stan. Stan's the one that commits suicide before they even get back to Derry, right? Uh, in the book?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so he's the weak fucking link. Yeah.
1: Stan's not even going to be cast in it. He's yeah, going to be so dead he, before he, they
0: even get back there. Yeah,
1: so he doesn't make it. That's yeah. pro- I imagine that's how the next film's going to open.
0: Probably. Yeah,
1: it's him getting the He's phone get call. He's
0: getting a phone call, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be a cool opening. I would like it. Yeah. May as well. <laughs> they should make it even, like, more psychological. Like, Pennywise is in his head in the room or something. You know, or... Yeah, he, although, like, looks
0: at... He've, yeah. You know, your classic close-the-mirror cabinet, and it's Pennywise instead of him <laughs> in the mirror. Yeah. We should just make movies, guys. We should. We should. <laughs> uh, anyways, didn't right, r- plug... Ah, well, that's, plug, plug, plug. Let's wrap it up. What okay. Was that, what was
1: that correction? Wasn't there a correction? What correction? You said there was going to be a correction at the beginning of this.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, I wanted to correct something from okay. last episode. Thank you, Marty. I did have it written down, too. Okay, so that, last episode we were talking about the video game to film adaptation. We were talking about Mortal Kombat Rebirth. Yeah. What I thought you were talking about was Mortal Kombat Legacy. Another. So Rebirth was just a single thing, right? It was his own little...
1: Oh, was it? Was it? The, is that right? Uh, right? Okay. So,
0: Legacy is a whole series, and in Legacy, you see the Sub Zero and Scorpion becoming Sub Zero and Scorpion, right, the yeah. clashing as a clan. I so,
1: think I was talking about Legacy too. Then.
0: Oh, but yeah. Rebirth does have Michael Jai White in it.
1: They, have, they both did. Oh, so it's a it's a continuation of the standalone. The one's like a ten. It was almost oh, like a, oh, oh. Legacy
0: like, is the pre or the uh, the successor of yeah, rebirth because rebirth kind of well, showed like
1: the characters they wanted to go with.
0: Right, of course. Okay, well, great. <laughs> we we know <laughs> what we're talking about. I linked both of them in the show notes, so you can check them out at ttpodcast.wordpress.com. Um, like us on Facebook. We got a Facebook page. You can uh, search us out. Let us know what you thought about it too. Um, let's get some banter going. I want to know what other people think. And especially if you have, n- have no idea about any of the source material or anything like that. I'm really interested in seeing, hearing that view too. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter, too, uh, at T underscore HUD underscore Reppin. And uh, I've been Leland
1: Sealed. I've been Moby. And this is Marty.
0: Bye, listener!